Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,278. Move forward, go on with your life, keep going, and don't stop. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Sacramento, California, Mike Smith. Hey, Mike, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I sure am, Mark. All right, here we go. Mike Smith is the Ferrari Club of America Sacramento chapter president. He joined the Ferrari Club of America 10 years ago after reaching a life goal and purchasing his first Ferrari. And what he found was a great camaraderie, and this year he's been elected chapter president for his second two-year term. His career history has been a business management and insurance that afforded him a Ferrari of his dreams. The Ferrari Club provides lots of options, including drives, tours, wine tasting, tech sessions, track events, concours events, and a lot of community charity. A very cool aspect of the Ferrari Club is that you don't have to own a Ferrari to join the Ferrari Club. So, Mike, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career, your life, and your passion for automobiles? Yep. I am basically, as you said, the Ferrari Club of America chapter president in Sacramento. And my passion started quite a long time ago. I was 10 years old. It's something that keeps growing and growing every year. It gets deeper and deeper. (laughs) No kidding. No kidding. You're so active with the Ferrari Club. And the fact that you went for a second term means you must love what you're doing. Um, I'm going to get into that a little bit more and how you've evolved this into your life. But first, I want to ask you for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah. So Mike, take the wheel. Yeah, actually, a quote that I live by and I came across this quote probably about eight years ago when I got into Ferraris was, What's behind you doesn't matter. And that's a quote by Enzo Ferrari. And for me, that just ties into my life going through some financial crises I've gone through and business crises we've gone through, family crises. What's behind you doesn't matter. You just basically move forward, go on with your life, keep going. Don't stop. Just keep going. You know, this is an important thing. And I've told my listeners this before. I have a quote on my business card by Ayrton Senna, the great F1 driver basically says, the past is just data. I only see the future. And it plays to the same things. But a lot of people will say, well, how can you not think about the past? So, so Mike, what are some of the techniques or things that you do in your life that allows you to just look forward and not dwell on the past? Are there any like secrets you can share with folks? Because a lot of people do tend to kind of dwell on the past. You know, one thing that actually, for me, is surrounding yourself with positive people. That's something that mm. uh, I started doing that probably when I started going through the financial crisis about eight years ago. And uh, every year, I pick a few people that aren't really advocating for me. They're kind of advocating against me. And somehow, I managed to find people that are actually advocating for me and bring them closer into my life. I don't exclude those people that are negative. I pull myself away from them and don't spend as much time with them as I could. And I focus more on the people that are actually promoting me. Like 
know, we, we have a group of people that we hang out with and we all promote each other. We help each other grow our businesses. And that's something I started doing about years ago. And it's actually been very great as far as fulfillment of preaching life goals and feeling better about yourself because you have people that are behind you and not having you in the back. They're actually there promoting you. You know, this is really important. And I guess mom was right. Surround yourself with better people. Hang out with the right people. And I see this on social media a lot. Because of what I do, I get followed by a lot of people. And you just tend to see trends. There's some people that are always posting the negative. Something happens to them, they have to tell the world. Something, it's just, and it's ongoing, just over and over. And I find that you get, you can get caught up in that a little bit. It's a little different than what you said, people that maybe don't support you. But I think you know what I'm saying here. And I, I've just learned, you know what? I'm not going to unfriend them. I'm just going to not follow them anymore because I don't need to see that. Um, I want to be around people who are positive, people that are promoting good things. And I've encouraged other friends of mine to do the same. Don't get caught up in someone else's turmoil, unless they're a friend that needs the help. But I think it's a wonderful way to go through life. And it's really important because we are the culmination of the people we surround ourselves with. So I think the fact that you learned that lesson and that enabled you to only look forward, I think you gave a great, great answer to that question. I appreciate that. And I'm sure there's some listeners out there that will take some changes in their life right now today. And you should do it. Yeah, to be more positive. That's very, uh, and my wife always, that's her thing is misery loves company. She yes. does the same thing. She excludes people all the time. And I'm like, oh, what happened to this person? Oh. <laughs> yeah, they're just she's, always she's, down. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they're negative. It's, it's just so bad to be around those kind of people all the time. It's like, so. I don't think you realize how much it's really pulling you down either. Um, you know, to get caught up. It's yeah, it's you're always helping kinda, them. Yeah, yeah. If you can, most of them don't want help. They just like to commiserate. They just like to complain, I think is the key. Well, let's talk about your past here because you've been a car guy for a long time and I know a little bit about you and there's a great story to this next question that I, I love. I want you to share a story that instigated that personal passion for cars and tell us about that pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were going to be a car guy. Yeah, it actually happened when I was 10 years old, maybe nine, nine to 10. But 10 is when I, I'm pretty sure it would happen. I was basically out in a parking lot kicking rocks. And that's the term that you say is actually a little 10 year old kicking rocks. And my uncle had his Ferrari 308 parked there. And one of the rocks that I kicked took a bad bounce. Jump. It bounced a little bit yeah. more than I thought it should. And I actually hit the car in the quarter panel. It didn't break any glass. It didn't cause much damage. It did cause a little bit of damage, but not very much. I remember that to my day because how my uncle handled it. He didn't take it as like a negative. He actually turned it into a positive. He pulled me aside, showed me what I had done. Didn't scold me, but he said, okay. He's like, you need to understand what this car is and why I feel the way I do about this car. And my uncle is known as the Ferrari doctor. He's located in San Francisco. And he's been doing Ferraris since 1978 as the Ferrari doctor. And his passion is so broad. It's so, he goes to Italy all the time. He does a factory. But that moment, he could have turned on me and basically said, you know, da-da-da. But he turned it into a positive. And from that day forward, he started taking me to work with him. So at 10 years old, I started pushing a broom and working solvent tanks. But I was surrounded by these cars. I had no idea what they were. But I continued to be around the cars, so I continued to appreciate the cars. The cars get restored from ground-off restorations, and so it changed nice. me. Nice. 
Yeah, that's a great thing that he did for you uh, in the way of a mentor, but also taking what could have been a scolding into a positive turn. Uh, Let's give him a shout out. What's the name of his business there in San Francisco? It is Waterfront Automobili. It's been there since 1978. He's moved locations a few times due to city ordinance changes and not allowing for automotive related. But initially, he was located on the Embarcadero on Pier 9. And I remember as a a 10-year-old boy washing cars on the pier underneath the Bay Bridge at night. And the it was amazing. But city came, city came in, changed the ordinance for the Embarcadero, was allowed in the Embarcadero, and turned into a financial area, and he had to move. So Wow. Well, shout out to him and kudos to him for instilling a spirit in your life that continues to this day. You know, I always say uh, we as stewards of old automobiles and lovers of cars need to include uh, more kids in our lives. I mean, Take them to a car show. Let them sit in your car. I know you do that. Um, let them understand the experience. Share what you have, and you can uh, spark a spike, uh, spark a spark or a flame in someone's life, like Mike got in his. And uh, look where he is today. Let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down, and talk about a big challenge. Now you talked to and you alluded to the time of some financial crisis and so forth. But I want to take you through, or have you take our listeners through a time that was a real challenge for you. But more importantly, what did it teach you so that you could come out more positive on the other end? Yeah, I mean, going back to financial crisis of 2007-2008, I used to be in the financial world of mortgages doing subprime lending. And I was surrounded with people that were younger than me, older than me. But we were all doing this thing where we're all making money and we lived the life of the boiler room. If you're familiar with the movie The Boiler Room, that was the lifestyle we were living. Commission days... There was new boats pulling up outside, being delivered, new cars being built. It was just ridiculous to live that lifestyle. But being around that lifestyle, of course, there's greed involved. And there are some people in my office that were greedy. And they were doing things unethically. And working for the company I was working for, which is a bank. One day, we got called into a meeting at 8 o'clock in the morning, on a Monday morning. And we didn't know why. We all called our boss and we're asking our boss why are we getting a meeting at eight o'clock in the morning on Monday morning. We don't work until 10 or 11 if we even work that day. And uh, we had no idea. We walked in the office to find a 20 department of real estate agents waiting for us. As, they, as we walked in the office, they said, take us to your desk, unlock your desk, unlock your computer and come back at five o'clock. And we'll let you know if we discuss anything with you further at that point in time. I had no idea what to expect at that point in time. I knew I was doing everything ethically. And thank God that I decided not to go down a bad road and do some things that were shady, as you would say, that my coworkers were doing it. There was not many. There was only four people that were doing bad things. But Mm -hmm. they had to deal with some ramifications of being prosecuted and that sort of thing. That was not a good good thing for a 20-something-year-old kid to go through. No. Well, life-changing. I... I I think I know the answer to this, but what was your biggest lesson out of living through that situation? Always do things. Uh, always to do everything ethically. That's basically was my biggest. Be honest. Be upfront with people. If you can't do something for them, don't drag them out. And that was one thing I always did with mortgages and lending and any kind of business I'm in. If you can't do it, just tell people up front. Don't drag them along and make them call you ten times to get a call back. Just be upfront with them. Tell them up front, not going to happen. Sorry. And just be ethical and honest with people. And they'll appreciate that. Yeah, honesty is always the best policy. 
Well, let's uh, venture past that bad experience that you had. Uh, obviously, it led to better times and the case for you, uh, much better times. But let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special vehicle. It doesn't have to be the first car you owned. Maybe it is, or it could be that first Ferrari you saved up for. But take us down that road and tell us about that uh, special ride. Yeah, the first car was actually a 1969 Volkswagen Bug that my dad had uh-huh. bought for himself, but he used me as a pawn. Um, we bought the car when I was 14 years old. He always wanted a Volkswagen Bug, and my mom wouldn't let him buy one. So when I turned 14, he said, we need to build him a car. He's going to be 16 pretty soon. So what he did is he bought a Volkswagen Bug when I was 14. We started restoring. We did a, well, I can't remember, it's a pan. It's not a frame, but a pan off restoration. And we turned this car into a 40-year project that we built together. We pretty much from every nut and bolt, ground up, me and him on the side of a house, built this car and turned it into a show car. And unfortunately for me, it turned into a show car because I couldn't drive it because it was too nice. Oh, no. (laughs) Even worse. Yeah. (laughs) It ended up becoming a show car that was becoming a trailer queen, ended up being a Volkswagen Trend. And uh, every time I did drive it for even 10 miles, it was an hour of work because the whole underpan was chrome plated and powder coated white. Oh my God. So it was just a lot more work than I ever could imagine putting into a car, but it taught me to appreciate the car. And the special thing about that car is I still have it today. I've decided even through college and going through financial hardships, I've never sold that car. It's still in storage. And one day I will rebuild it and make more memories with that car. Because to me, that car is never going away. As long as I'm here, yeah. that car's going with me. That's cool. Well, old Volkswagens have really become more and more popular. They've been popular for a long time, but I was just at the Classic Auto Show down in Costa Mesa, and there were a lot of very cool old bugs from the 60s, some even from the 50s, and some amazing things with cool motors and five-lug wheels and Porsche Fuke wheels and all this sort of stuff. But I think it's pretty impressive that you still have that thing. Is there a, a car that you've let go that you really wish you had back? Uh, for me... It is my, and this is a car I had in college, and I built it not from the ground up, but I pretty much put a lot of customizations into it. But it was based on my 1993 Acura Integra, and it was a, a blue color that was pretty rare for the, it was a two-year color. It was a blue with a pearl in it. I put a lot of time and money into this car. I drove it through college. I met my wife when I had the car, and it was a special car to me because I put a lot of, you know, I mean, everything I had into it, because when I was in college, I didn't have a lot of money. So anytime I had a little bit of money, I put it into the car. And it became a very special car to me. It had a very good look to it. Um, I sold it, unfortunately. That's a friend of the family. Say, you know, they need a car for their daughter. And at the time, I really need the car. It was kind of an extra car. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll sell it to you. And I, I kicked myself all the time for selling that car, because I can never find another one as nice as that one was, because it's 1993 Integra. They're either driven into the ground and somebody's modified them and ruined them already. So you can't find another one that's been pristine, and especially in that color. That color is, it fades. That's the problem with that color is it fades real bad. So you can't find one that's got good paint because it's all faded. And that was a sad day. And I still think about that car all <laughs> the time. Don't think about it. I'm surprised. <laughs> you know, that's a, it's a pretty commonplace car for someone to uh, have seller's remorse over. But I understand it's a lot about the memories uh, that we have with these things. Well, I would love for you to talk about your involvement with the Ferrari Club, because one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is to show some listeners, you may not work in the automotive industry, but you can certainly be involved in it. And getting involved in a club is a really good way to do it. 
In the case of the Ferrari Club, or most any club, they'll let you join, even if you don't have that mark. But the good thing is when you get into a financial position where you can buy a car, you're surrounded by people who know them. You might even find a club member who has a really good car for sale that he's taking care of that you know all about. So tell us about all your involvement with the Ferrari Club. Yeah, the Ferrari Club's basically become like a second family for me. So that's the reason I decided to do a second term as president. Um, I cared so much about the club and I didn't, I saw the direction the club was going that I decided I want to do a second term. I want to keep growing the chapter we have. We have about 80 members here in Sacramento. In Northern California, about 650 in Northern California. So as part of the region, we're pretty small. We're a small portion of the region, but I've grown it. It's something we started with when I became president the first time. We had 45 members and I keep attracting people to the club. And a lot of it has to do with how I treat the club members. We do a lot of family functions. It's not just cars and driving. It's social hours. And we go and do, we just did a movie night. I can't remember the Netflix special right now. It passed me by, but it's driven. It's the F1 special with Netflix right now. It just came out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. we did, we just did a movie night with that. So we cool. got a space in a warehouse, put up a big projector, and had fifty guys show up to watch a movie on Netflix. <laughs> I think it was cool. going to turn out to be that great, but it ended up being a great night. We ended up watching five episodes of it, and so it's more about the camaraderie of being friends more so than just acquaintances through the club. We become more of like a family and a second family, and also for me, charity is the biggest part of the club. It's uh, doing for others that they might have the financial means to do. And a big charity that we push in Sacramento here is the Shriners Children's Hospital. We work with Alan over there, the director. Uh, We do a few events a year with him. And then we do a couple of events with uh, Drive Toward a Cure for Parkinson's Research with Deb. So we're doing a drive on May. Pollock, yeah. Past guest here on Cars, yeah. Yes. So we're doing a drive here in Sacramento on May 18th at the Sacramento rally and a barbecue. So we're going to do a one-day rally. She has her full rally that she does as well, but this is going to be more like a small one-off type day, one-day event that we'll do a one-day event for eight hours, raise some money, and everybody have a good time. And another thing we have coming up is an Easter egg bunny we're taking Easter egg baskets to the Shriner, not Shriners, Sutter's Children's Hospital. So we have over a hundred children that are going to get baskets and an Easter bunny from us on Easter. So that's the kind of stuff I like to do. That's that that's what makes you feel good about yourself. And you could have money, you could do all these things that are great in the world for yourself. But if you don't get back, then you're not really doing anything. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. I love, I love, love what you guys are doing. So that's fantastic. Very, very cool. Well, Mike, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, fellow automotive enthusiasts, you know I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products since 1975. That's right, all the way back to my high school days. Want to keep your vehicle's exterior and interior looking new? It's easy with a Covercraft car cover. A car cover is the best way to keep your vehicle looking great for years to come. Car covers protect your paint from fallout, birds, dust, rain, insects, and pollen. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. I use my Covercraft car covers every single day. Right now, you can get 10% off 
all Covercraft custom car covers or their ready-fit car covers. Plus, they offer you over 15 quality fabrics to choose from. Their spring sale is from April 15th through June 16th, 2019. Order direct at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from the Cars Yeah podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? That's right. Cars Yeah is now on MAV TV. I visit some of the past Cars Yeah guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MavTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Cars Yeah TV. MAV TV is also available on DirecTV, Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MavTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. We are back, and I have a very introspective question for you, Mike. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle, what would you be and why? And this isn't what you want to be. This is how you perceive yourself manifested into a vehicle. Sadly, it would probably be a work truck, like a Chevy okay. 2500. <laughs> yeah, uh, It's because right. every day I get up and I work. I don't stop. It's so hard to stop. I have so many different business things that are going on and I, I I thrive off of work and uh, helping others out in the same time. So to me, it would be a work truck. It gets up every day and does its job. And at the end of the day, it just shuts off and that's it. But yeah, I wouldn't be a Ferrari. I wouldn't be anything special like that. It'd just be a, you know, a big hardworking work truck that goes to work every yep. day. And that's what gets I do. the job done. Yeah, I like it. Very nicely said. Well, we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Best advice? Let's see here. Be delicate on a Ferrari transmission with a gated car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait till that oil, that, that fluid uh, warms up in there before you uh, pull slam hard into second or third. It don't second, slam in yeah. any gears. Yeah, second in particular. It's, yeah, it's from finesse. Most I've driven. It's always second. Yeah, be, be finesse. That's why those gates are there. How about a personal habit? Is there one that you believe has contributed to your successes over the years? No, simple. It's something that uh, I'm not military, but my uncle's military, and he's been my mentor my whole life. Honestly, for me, it's to make my bed every morning. It's yeah. the simplest oh, it's a, thing. It's a great thing. Yep. Uh, you It starts your day off with a feeling of accomplishment. Yeah. And then you just keep yep. going from there. That's It's a simple, simple thing to do. Just make your bed every it day. Is. Yeah. I've heard it from many, many people. I do the same myself. I guess the, all those years a mom tell me to do it, she had a reason behind that. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners? I do uh, social media and marketing for a couple of different car companies, uh, one being Fur Parts. So Fur Parts is a Ferrari parts company. They distribute for Ferrari, Maserati, Lamborghini here in Sacramento, but they do global. How do you spell that? Fur, F-E-R-R, and then parts, P-A-R-T-S. Okay, I thought you meant like 
the fur on an animal. And I'm like, how, that's, how does that's that our, relate that's to anything? Inside, that's our inside joke that actually happens when people answer the phone. They say fur parts. Okay. People are like, did I call the right place? Like, <laughs> Yeah, are you selling parts to animals or something? What the heck are you doing here? So, and, and, all right. in, our, in our company that we actually started together being with fur parts, working together with fur parts, is we were getting cars that were able to be rented out. So we started a rental car company called Exotic Auto Experiences. Oh, okay. And that's our cool. company that we do uh, tours. So we do uh, exotic tours in Scottsdale, Ma- uh, Malibu, Reno, Napa, Tampa Bay, various cities. It's pretty fun to do these tours. I, I've been doing this uh, Scottsdale tours for the past month every weekend. And Very cool. To get the expression of people's faces after they drive three different exotics is mm-hmm. priceless. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, dreams, dreams come true. If I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? I would honestly say, I mean, I wouldn't understand him because he only spoke Italian. But for me, it would have to be Enzo Ferrari. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, I, like I said, the Italian, I couldn't do. If there was no language barrier, that would be the person because he, he's gone through so much in his life. He never gave up. Mm-hmm. He, he had a rough, it wasn't an easy life. He, he went through deaths of his child. He, that was not a quick death. It was a slow, slow agonized death of Dino. And uh, just his wife passed away. I mean, it's just, he went through so much and he just never, never stopped going. I mean, I don't think he was a very happy man all the time based on what I've read, but he came through and right a life. Yeah. He, he kept going. Yeah, he's, he started a, a mark, a brand that is probably the most widely known logo mark in the world. So most definitely. I would agree with that. Yeah. How about a book? Is there a book you've read you think our listeners would enjoy? You know, it's a book. It's something that this, uh, it was uh, sad for me to read it. Not so sad, but I had a dog named Enzo. He passed away. But the <laughs> art of racing in the rain. And the yeah, dog in the Stein. Yes. The dog is named Enzo. And my aunt, when my dog passed away, gave me the book. And it meant more to me than just the book. It was actually something that it was a gift to me when my dog passed away. So for me, that's a very special book. It drives you to keep going. It's, you know, it's it's a very inspirational book. Yeah. Gar Stein was the guest here on Cars. Yeah. And they're making a movie about that book, which uh, should be coming out very soon. So uh, I can't wait for that to come out. It's a great book. It's also a great audio book to listen to as well. Enjoy it. It's the most recommended book here on Cars. Yeah, by far. Uh, Definitely by far. Well, listeners, you'll find all these great resources Mike has shared on his very own show notes page on the Cars Yeah website. Just type Mike Smith into the search bar, and all these great items will pop right up. All right, Mike, we're up to the checkered flag, and this can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet. doesn't matter who owns it or where it is. I'm going to park it in your garage, but there's a couple rules of this game. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. The other is you have to drive it. No garage queens here. And the last one is, it's the only collector car you can have. So choose wisely. Oh, now do I get an unlimited maintenance to go along with that? Yeah, of course. This is fantasy land. You can have whatever you want. It'll never break. You know, It's always insured. It's not the most expensive car. It's it's, about $300,000, $250,000 to $300,000. But it's a a Ferrari 512DB injected car. And it's a car that uh, my uncle had when I was younger. He had it when it was new, so 1985. So I was about 12 when he got it. He acquired it. It was a black tan, and he drove it. He actually got awards for having the most mileage on it at nice. concourses. Like it was it. funny. It was because uh, yeah. the Ferrari Club used to be more about fun and slapstick comedy awards, uh-huh. not just all about points and all that stuff. 
they used to do awards for like who wore the most swag, who were, who drove the car the most or who drove the car first. And he, I remember the day he got the award for having the most mileage on a Ferrari. And at the time it was only three years old. (laughs) (laughs) He drove it every day. San Francisco to Fairfield every day. I remember driving back with that car from San Francisco and we got to the Bay Bridge. It's about a 40 minute, 40 mile drive around there. I remember we get to the Bay Bridge and the gas light comes on before we got to the toll. Like, I was like, oh, okay. I said, we're going to get gas. He's like, now we got it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's like one in the morning. We're driving with the car, gas gauge is going bright orange. I'm like looking at the thing, like, oh boy, we're going to make it. <laughs> but I have so many memories. We made it. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. He knew the car. So that's, knew, that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I love it when people drive uh, Ferraris. I've had a lot of guests on this show who are Ferrari owners, and one in particular that's got over 85,000 miles on a Ferrari that's fairly new. He drives it all the time. So uh, William Howard, uh, yeah, he uh, loves Ferraris. So, yeah, I love it when people use these cars. That's what they're meant for. Well, Mike, you have taken us on an awesome ride today. I want to thank you for sharing your stories, and thanks for sharing your journey. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you set off into the sunset in that Ferrari 512BB? Well, for everybody listening, uh, this has been a journey that I've enjoyed every day being part of. And then the passion, it just keeps getting more and more. My, it's That's one word I always think of as passion. It's just, you know, if you have a passion in life, it doesn't be cars. But if you just have a passion in life, just go with it because that's going to keep driving you to achieve your goals. It doesn't, have to, like I said, doesn't have to be a car. It could be anything. But it's also the passion that keeps you driving and going. Absolutely. What's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and the Ferrari Club of America? Well, for me, I don't have an actual Ferrari Club of America Instagram or social media. For me, it's just my personal Instagram. And it's, okay. the, it's the word the underscore Ferrari underscore life. So the Ferrari life is based on my Instagram. And that's uh-huh. actually my license plates in my car as well. It's Ferrari life. Uh-huh. As you can tell, it's Ferrari has become my life. Sadly, as that is, <laughs> no, no sadness there. How about the How about the Ferrari Club? How can people get involved in that? Ferrari Club is uh, FerrariClubOfAmerica.org, and we have FerrariPacific.org for people living in Northern California. Um, but basically, the club is annual membership fee of one hundred and fifty dollars, and that gets you into the club. You'd, like you said earlier, you don't have to be an owner. Uh, cool thing about being a non-owner and they're aspiring to become an owner is you're around people that are Ferrari owners. And they educate you on different things about the cars. You learn a lot yeah. about the cars before you buy them. So say a certain model car you're interested in, but then you come around the owners and they could steer you away from that car very quickly based on the maintenance history or that sort of thing. So exactly, it's yeah. a it's a good club. It's a mixture of guys and girls. We all get along. We all have the same common goal of getting out and having fun and driving some cars. Very cool. Well, again, listeners, you can find all these things Mike has shared on his show notes page. Just go to carsia.com, type in Mike Smith. Check out the Ferrari Club of America. Great group of people. I've had many, many members here on the show. A very welcoming. And again, you don't have to have a Ferrari, but you can hang around with some people that do, learn a lot, maybe get some rides in those cars and uh, make it a part of your lifestyle. Mike, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your Ferrari experiences with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you very much, Mark. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. You take care of your cars. 
but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.